0: All right, episode three of the Stars Rundown. The Stars took two brutal losses this week. We're going to cover the back-to-back. Initial thoughts on the first two games, or the last two games.
1: Oh, starting with last night, or?
0: Just initial thoughts on the two games, like, to start off, and then we'll run down the two games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say depressing. I mean, very, very depressing.
0: Yeah. Uh so you know the first game against the wild, you had two scoreless periods, uh, and you give up a goal to Zuccarello um kind of midway through the third. A couple minutes later, Ben from Johnston, ties the game, uh, and then you go to overtime again. Um, and we've seen how that plays out. Uh with three seconds left in overtime, Johnston had a very clear chance to win the game. I was very impressed with him, so I'm not mad at Johnston for that, but it's it's a tough Tough look and they losing in shootouts. Uh, what do you guys think from the wild game? What are your takeaways there?
1: Well, I actually thought that was probably the best overtime period I've seen from us in a, in a long time. I mean, that's the first time I'd say we actually competed in overtime and had some chances. Um, I'm not really sure how he didn't score that. Uh, I forget who the defender was. They said, I think it was Ericson Eck. They said he lifted his stick or something, but watching it over and over, it just looks like he missed. I, I, I don't really even think the defender. Really I think he literally, yeah, he literally just um, missed them. And then also in, in shootouts, he had three chances to win. That's the most frustrating part. Uh, he he one stop on Gaudreau, who always kills the stars somehow at shootouts, and then both Pavelski and Sagan could have could have won it, and Johnson. So, um, but my, my question is, and me and Kyle are watching the game together, why do they not shoot hits?
0: I think that like Hintz gets a lot of breakaways, but I mean it's got to be something to do with his percentage of. But scoring he scores. He
1: scores on breakaways.
0: I I agree. I would shoot Hintz. I I think, and we're gonna get into this later. I'm very disappointed with how Pavalski's playing. I think he's been awful. Like I I know the plus minus looks good, but you gotta score. It's it's been. Thirteen games. We'll get into some goal scorer droughts. Uh, well, sure, sure, he's about... been
1: good uh, on on shootouts for a long time. But why do you why do you continuously put him second when he just can't figure it out? He why, wants to draw. Are... He wants to draw the goalie to one side, and then he's gonna flip some backhand shot, and it just doesn't why,
0: work. Why did Sagan and Pavelski skate in a thousand miles an hour and just shoot it directly at the goalie? They had zero plan.
1: Yeah. It... And I'm not sure why they didn't put Hintz there. If he's not going to be in the top three, why is he not in the top four? I mean, Johnson had a good game, but he's not a better goal scorer than Hintz. So, to me, that's just stupid.
2: Yeah, and then also, what kind of my thinking is, you know, Pavelski's on a how many game now, scoreless streak? You know, that's, so why uh, why are you 13. putting him out there over hints? At least Hintz has been scoring. So, I mean, you got to give yourself a chance to somebody who can at least score. And I know Hans has got the, got the speed, so he can use that to his advantage. So I was personally thinking, you know, I think Robinson's got to go first and then I wouldn't mind of seeing Tyler Sagan go second, then rope a third. Um, but yeah, I'm not on the Joe Pavelski train right now. Um, and then also putting Wyatt Johnson in his first shootout opportunity at the very last of the game. I don't know about that either over a hints, but
1: who knows?
0: Yeah. So on to the uh, Columbus game. So, Hold up, let's let's, let's not even go
1: to the Columbus game yet. Let's talk about the power play struggles again uh, against the Wild. I mean, you had one, two, three, four, four power plays, and you did absolutely nothing. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, you you think they could adjust. I mean, at this point, are you putting some of the blame on DeBoer, or is it just all on the players for you?
1: I'm going to go to, I'm probably going to go to coaching here. I think we talked about this a little bit last night, but uh, you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting to get out of the slump. Uh, you got to change something up. Um, I'm fine with gonna being on there. I'm fine with Robertson being on there and I'm fine with Hens being on there, but I'm looking at the other two guys and I'm saying, okay, let's change that up. Ben, Ben leads a team in power play goals, but golly, that second unit. Dude, they're, they're terrible. I, nobody on that second unit besides maybe johnson excites me for a potential goal so i would I mean, not at this mind point, nobody's scoring but uh, but i would not mind moving some guys around to see if it works um when sagan was up on the top line i actually enjoyed watching that line i thought sagan was a better player i thought they had better chances why not move switch sagan and pavelski uh on the power play and just see what happens i i mean uh, personally, I think Sagan's forechecking is better than Pavelski's. He he's plays more physical. He's hitting guys on the board, and Pavelski is just he he has no shot anymore. I mean, if he's getting its tip in the front of the net, that's about it. But I mean, Ben's already in front of the net, so let's put Sagan out. Uh, also, I think both me and Kyle talked about uh, Pavelski has fanned on so many cross passes. Mm-hmm. Where I think there was one in the Minnesota game where Robertson passed had, across the ice and he just Columbus fanned it. And so I'm thinking, if he's not going to do something, switch it. So I'm, I'm putting Sagan on that the top power play line and moving Pavelski with Johnston on the second one, it's just seeing if something happens. But the uh, the, the fact that they continue not to, to to change is mind-boggling, because it's just not working. And, and I think they're too slow. Four of the uh, Three out of the five dudes on that top power play are so slow. And It's just not quick enough. You know, you look at other good power plays across the league. Look at uh, Boston, you look at Edmonton, they're so much faster and they move the puck quicker. They skate faster. They're moving. I mean, everything is quicker. And then you look at ours and it's just so slow.
0: I mean, like it is slow, but they've shown that they can get it done. I saw a stat that they were, you know, in the top five for the first, you know, what, 38 games. And now they're 30th in the last 18 games. So it's not like the group can't get it done. It's just whatever they're doing right now isn't working. So I don't I, – I this group of players can be good on the power play. They just need to find a way.
1: You need somebody else to be better at facilitating to get Robertson to score more goals. I mean, once again, I think we, I talked about this in the last pod. He has not scored enough power play goals compared to the other top guys around the league. And who's facilitating that? I mean, Hayskin's good at facilitating, but outside of that, nobody else is really getting him open.
0: Well, when you watch it, it's almost like Robertson f- facilitates it. Like, yeah, he'll get it, problem. and yeah, he'll weave just... in and out, and then he'll fire it. So it's almost like he is actually facilitating the power play half the time.
1: But and another and another takeaway from the Minnesota game is, I didn't think this one was nearly as physical as the last one we played them at all.
0: No, I, no, I, Minnesota
1: no. definitely changed up their strategy. Um, I, I'd have to look, but I didn't think they're... Yeah, their fourth line, a reason only played six minutes in the in the Minnesota game. So they, they definitely changed up that strategy, man. Got to give it to them. I mean, it works. So, yeah.
0: Uh, so on to the next game. Uh, so this they started the lines, uh, with the normal top line, but they did uh Marchman Sagan Delandria. And being at the game, that line actually looked really really solid. Uh, they were the be- stars' best line. Uh, but then they changed it again in the third, and they moved. It to Robertson, Johnston, Pavelski, Ben, Hintz, Gurianov. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, they put Johnston on that top line and moved Hints, and then had Gurionov on the second line. Uh, do you guys like that? You know, we talked about it. I mean, something something needs to change if they're not scoring.
1: Well, I mean, they had one goal uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets at home without Johnny Gaudreau. Without their, yeah. Um, <clears throat> No, I don't like the changes because it obviously didn't do anything. Um, you cannot lose a game at home to a team who's won five road games all year long without the best player. Uh, Corpus Alo should never have a 966 save percentage in a game on the road. let us I mean, that's just, he is not that good. Um, But, I mean, the challenges by Columbus taking two goals away, I think that completely changed the momentum of the game. Had those goals as standard, I mean, the amount of confidence we were getting and the crowd was into it, and, you know, the game was totally going a different direction.
0: Yeah, I mean, Robertson, you know, we thought he tied it there. Um, It was obviously the right call. It just sucks because Hintz wasn't even involved in the play. So, like, those goals, it's annoying.
1: That one's annoying, too, because obviously it is the rules, so it is a good call uh, by the refs, but it didn't even impact the play. It had no – you right. know, that's it, it would not change the result at all. So I, I actually think they should change that rule. I know it's probably hard to.
0: I don't know how you'd enforce totally, it. Yeah,
1: I mean, it would totally destroy offsides, but the fact that it wasn't even related to the play at all. I mean, that, that's that one's tough. the The second one was, I mean, you hate to see it, but I mean, that is goaltender interference. Um, I I thought the goalie sold that though. I did not think he. I mean, it was not that much contact to the point where he needed to fall down. So, that that one's tough. But you know, because I think even if he was standing up, that shot Johnston had was going in. So,
0: yeah, the Stars' only goal that game, uh, the real goal, was to Delandria. It was a nice, nice goal for him. Good to see you know him score. I feel like it's been a while. Uh, moving on to like the end of the game, uh, Robertson. I believe it was this was one to one at the time of the power play in the third. Uh, And Robertson fired one off the crossbar. Um, And from my vantage point, it really looked like that one was going in. Uh, And had that one gone in, I think by then the Stars would have taken a 2-1 lead. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here moping about it. But uh, it didn't happen. And Columbus gets one with five five minutes. uh, And five minutes left. And it kind of just sealed the deal on that game. It was a terrible Terrible game to be at, and, you know, like you said, the two goals that were disallowed really sucked the air out of the crowd. Um, but I thought Wyatt Johnston was the best forward in back-to-back games. I really like what I'm seeing from him. He's weaving in and out, and uh, I know he didn't get any points, but he, I think he was the star's best forward the last couple of games.
1: Yeah, and I think DeBoer's got to change his uh his strategy in terms of time on ice for players. Uh, looking at some of these other top teams, you know, I mean, David and Drysdale are playing – 23 and 22 minutes a night. news Hopkins plays 20 minutes a night. Hyman plays 20 minutes a night. uh Then you go look at our team. Our top line plays 17 minutes a night. 17. I mean that is five six less minutes of time on ice per game. And when you have a team that just does not score up and down through the lineup, why only play your top line 17 minutes? uh I mean, It makes no sense to me. I. Mean, no discredit to the other players on the team, but if you're not producing, why are you playing 16 minutes a game?
0: Yeah, actually, uh, you know, we didn't even talk about this. Uh, Karlstrom and Olafson played last night uh, for Kiviranta and Glenn Denning, and they actually both looked pretty good. They're You know, Karlstrom had a couple of shots um, that got taken care of by some glove saves. They looked fine. It's just... No, they don't look extremely threatening. And other than I would say that line I talked about uh, of Marchment, Sagan and DeLandria, nobody really looked threatening all night. I mean, they had a lot of shots, but it, it just I mean, oh, we we didn't get to it. Uh, Haskinen had the easiest chance to score. Did you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about with that empty net there? I mean, that would have changed the game. He had he had the easiest chance to score going across the crease, and then they passed it back to him, and he got robbed.
1: Yeah, what I want to talk about is uh, potential line changes. I think we should each go through our ideal potential line changes uh, and, and just kind of brainstorm ideas to see how uh, the Stars could create more offense, and then people in the comment section or wherever can let us know what they would do. We'll start with Kyle.
2: Okay, um... It's difficult because, like you and I, like the second line last night as well. I think they, I think that second line with Delandria looked good, and I also wasn't mad about Gurianov on the third line. Uh, I think he actually created a chance for Wyatt Johnson. I forgot what time in the game, but I wasn't actually mad at that line either. But I think it's gonna. I mean, everyone's gonna say, why would you break up the top line? But I think Rope Hintz has got to get moved down again. You know, because we saw earlier in the season with Tyler Sagan, when he got moved up for those five games, he scored four goals. Um so I would I would personally move Rope Hintz down for a couple games and put him with maybe I mean you can put him with Marchmidt Delandria and see how that works. Um yeah, I would I think you gotta break up the top line and just try something. I mean it's obviously not working. Um they changed the lines multiple times last night. I think I think you're going to have to break the top line up and give more more lines the better opportunity to score with more threatening people.
0: Yeah, I could I wouldn't be mad about that at all. I I disagree. I would keep the top line intact. I think what you have to do and you mentioned Sagan. I don't think he can score with Mason Marshman on on the line. I mean you move them up and they score and he hasn't scored in 10 games. What I would do with Sagan is I think I would keep the top line intact and I think I would go Ben Johnston Sagan. I think that's what I would do for my second line. I think you have two really good lines there. And then you know you just got the third and fourth there. I mean you're probably so, I, mean, I guess you have though.
1: The stars struggle they are a slower team in my eyes. They're they're too slow. They have too many guys that do not skate well. Um, and I think that hurts their ability to create offense. You move Sagan with Ben and Johnston. Where are you getting the speed from?
0: I mean, I think I think that Johnston is not necessarily fast, but when he's on the puck, he's a really quick guy. And I don't think that Sagan is below average on speed. I, I think that that line would work perfectly fine. Uh, I think that you have, with that, you have two pretty good, you have a, you know, you just, regardless of Pavasky not scoring, that's a really good top line. If you do that with the second line, that's a good second line. And then you have Marchman and DeLandria and Gurionov on the third line. And, you know, who knows what you're going to get from that. But it seems like whoever's playing with DeLandria has been good. So Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm actually going to adjust that. And I'm going to put hints with uh, the Ben and uh, Johnston line. I I, I just
0: really like hints with Robertson. I think they work well together. That's my only thing about
1: that. The the problem is, sure, they work well together. But, I mean, Robertson's going to score his goals regardless.
0: And I don't um, think you could separate Johnston and Ben. That duo is so really Johnston,
1: Ben, and Hints to me is really exciting. Johnson Who's centering though? Huh?
0: Who's centering? I mean Johnston centering. All three of them. I mean, all
1: three of them could center.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but that provides speed to that line. And then at, at the top line, I'm probably gonna go with uh Sagan and Robertson because I like the connection that they had. Um
0: I mean, but you talked about speed, that's even slower. That's Robertson, Pavalsky and Sagan.
1: I don't know that I'm putting Pavelski on that line though. I don't oh know. so you're okay. Yeah, I where are you I'm, putting Pavalsky I think I'll put him on the third line uh with Gurionov and, and Marchman.
0: I mean I could see that and but then I'm, gonna, also, put Say, I'm Vin, gonna put Sagan with Robinson
1: and Delandria. So he's really sp-
0: useless on that line. If his whole Pavelski's job is useless to me on that. this first line. He is, but he has like he could get back on track. He's not gonna get back on track on the third line then he'll be completely, you know, confused.
1: the third line is interesting to me because one, I feel like he's the focal point of that line. So maybe he takes a more aggressive approach, but he's also got the speed of Gurionov and kind of the, the, uh, the grit of Marchment to help him out. To me, that line's interesting. And, and then, you know, I like, uh, hints with, uh, Ben and Johnson. And then I'm going to go Sagan Delandria and, uh, Robertson on the first line. So I think they need to completely tear it apart and figure some things out.
0: I will say, I think the next game, I mean, it's ironic saying this because they just played Columbus, but I think that if you're going to experiment, experiment on Wednesday against Chicago. That's a team that you should be able to handle. Figure it out as fast as possible against these bad teams before, you know, we get into the playoffs or before we get into April and we're trying to lock down a first place spot or at this point, even a third place spot.
1: Yeah, I want to go uh, read some of these comments that people...
0: Wait, before uh, before we do that, let's let's name off some stars goal-scorer droughts. Uh, we got Sagan at 10, Pavelski at 13, Haskin at 16, Marchman at 26, and Gurionov at 29. I mean, Marchman at 26 is ridiculous. Uh, you know, you've been talking all year about how you've been disappointed with Haskin and not scoring. That's 16 games without him. Uh, we can talk about the forward lines all we want, and we mentioned on the last podcast we like that when the uh, defensive group gets involved offensively there's your number one defenseman hasn't scored in 16 games so they well, definitely i, think, need to I mean he is up. a
2: defenseman so i mean his primary job is to defend but he is a two-way guy and he should be scoring and i think we thought he would score more under pete devore um you know but i mean this whole team's not scoring and it was obvious last night that the drought's going to continue you know two dislog goals and then him missing on two wide open chances, so it's not it's running through the whole team. You know, it's not just the offense; it's now a defensive guys not scoring.
0: Yeah, so go ahead and read some comments.
1: Yeah, the first one is uh coach needs to stop giving people ice time based on age. Ben and Pavelski shouldn't be on the top unit. Too slow. Don't play with urgency. Pucks got to move faster. Uh, it's kind of what I was saying earlier about the wait.
0: The, is, he's talking about the power play? Yeah, he's yeah, talking about know. the
1: power play okay. and. and This is exactly what I was saying. I think I made the point that those two guys should be off of it. So it is too slow. He's exactly right. They don't move quick enough. Uh, The defense can pretty much stand in the same place the entire time and be perfectly fine as we pass it around for two minutes. I don't
0: think you can move both of them off there, though. You have to keep one of them. I mean, Ben's been really good. You can pick, take your pick. Yeah, both should not be on the second. Take your
1: pick in front of the net, but I'm putting uh, either Sagan or Johnston on. The 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 first. I would love
0: Johnston instead of Pavelski. I'd be all for. I think Johnston has been the Stars' best forward for about a, over a week now. Not necessarily in the points, but he looks really good. Uh, so I and then the second look-
1: unit, the second unit's tough, right? This is where I think they need to make a trade. Uh Look, and it cannot be on the, the second power play unit, but the problem is, I, I can't justify any other person being there instead of him. I
0: mean, Niels.
1: Okay, but. You know, typically you want, yeah, typically you want two defensemen on that second, second unit.
0: I mean, yeah, you're probably not putting Lindell out there, and
1: Lindell and Hawkenpa and Miller. I mean, hey,
0: listen, listen, Miller has a mean slap shot.
1: Yeah, the problem is those are two right-handed defensemen. You don't really want, you know, both. I mean, would you consider
0: double shifting Haskin in there?
1: No, because he hasn't. You know, I think they've gotten themselves into trouble double shifting him. Uh, just in general, look at the overtimes. They they double shift him or triple shift him, and they don't win. So, he, you know he can't play. You know he loses his speed. He loses his energy. You know he can't. He can't double shift guys like that.
0: I mean, you could. I mean, maybe not necessarily double shift. I mean, I feel like he should be on probably ninety seconds on the power play. I mean, I Sooner being on the power play terrible i mean it, it's just shouldn't yeah but i mean we're also gotta be a better second
1: unit they are a second unit for a reason The first unit needs to step up and do something so for sure uh the next comment stars are going to be a wild card team um i disagree with that. yeah i don't I'm think disagree Minnesota that is that as catching. Well. Um,
0: i could see them falling third if they continue this bad stretch in colorado and winnipeg takes advantage i don't see them falling out of that third seat
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Minnesota catches up either. And look, they, they, yeah, they've they got some tough games left, Minnesota does. Uh, looking through their schedule, it is it is pretty tough.
0: And an underrated thing is the Stars have a lot of days off in this second half of the season. They did not have that in the first half. They have way right, we'll more two-day, three-day off. The
1: Stars right now, and one of these comments is the team is ripe for a trade. They are back to the same team they've been the last five years. I mean, at, at every deadline, we've been looking at this going, why can they not score? And that's going to be our problem again if they don't change. They're going to get in the playoffs and not be able to score. It's going to be the same team. They are now, And they're
0: going to have to rely on Ottinger to bail you out.
1: You know, they're basically 500 in terms of wins and losses. They're 30 and 27, which...
0: I don't like that stat because, you know, when you get into the playoffs, who knows who's winning those overtime games well, because it's not three on three. I really don't like that narrative. Well, and, and then
1: my my question to that is: is it, is it they're losing because it's three on three, or are they losing because they just they're don't have the energy. stamina to play that late in games?
2: I think well, it's a little think bit. they of have play. the stamina because they don't play high minutes. You know, you talked yeah. about earlier they don't have they don't play over twenty minutes a game. So, you but they are the not winning. So, issues. I
1: look at it more as they're not winning over after sixty minutes. I don't care if it's three on three, or if it's shootout, or if it's five on
0: five. I think I do, and here's why. I think we watch these overtime games, and what are the common denominators? It's Jason Robertson and Joe Pawlowski. One of them ends up behind the net, and they literally just cannot get back. That Robertson is very aggressive. I love Robertson. I don't want to slander him, but he <laughs> always ends up behind the net, and he cannot get back, and it's a two-on-one against Haskin, and then Ottinger, for some reason in, Ottinger, uh, in overtime, Ottinger is just, just cannot save.
1: The, the problem is you're not gonna win with one goal in 65 minutes. No. So this you know the next conference uh, time to get Patrick Kane. We're in a drought for secondary scoring. Uh that one's interesting. Obviously, Kane, great player, great career. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. But he actually does not like excite me. You know, I think he. You know, he's getting older. He just. I don't know. You have not done anything for Chicago this year that I'm like, wow.
2: Yeah. And is it worth the $7 million a year rental? You know, I, they're going to want a high draft pick, which we don't have for this year, or they're going to want a high prospect, which we've already said that they're not going to give up. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It The, the trade deadline is going to be weird this year. Everyone's calling for a trade, but we have $1.6 million in cap room. And does Tyler Bertruzzi, if he is the one who comes, does he really fix the scoring? Does he get this team back to the top five? I, I don't think so. I don't think, yes, does this team need a trade? Yes, but being more optimistic, it's the players that are on the team now that got to step up. You know, Jason Robertson, yeah, hands, and I agree. The Bells keep the, in, they have to step up because the going to be weird million, too. Yeah, because 1.6 million, you're not going to improve your team and get them back. It's the team, it's the players that are on the team now. Right. Those are the guys that got to step
1: up. And I think that's where the deadline's weird. I don't think this is the type of year where we can go get Timo Meyer. Um, because I, I just, I, I don't think we have the team to win the whole thing.
0: I don't. I mean, to me right now, you look at this group, outside of Ottinger, Robertson, Hints, Johnston, and Ben, those those guys, outside of those guys, everybody has to step up. Um,
1: Right, but the problem and... is the, the team right now is just not ready to win the whole thing. The, the teams in the East are so much better, and one guy that we get at the deadline that we're going to have to give up multiple picks for is not going to win us the whole thing. And you also don't want to give up your, your, your farm because we got a lot of good prospects coming up. And so I think it's one of those years where we're just going to have to stick with it and just see what happens.
0: Also, like, you know, you have Jake Ottinger. So if this offense can get back to the October, November offense, they can make a deep run. I, I there's, I think that outside of Colorado, I don't think there's a team in the West that I'm going to go into a serious thinking, okay, yeah, there's no way we're winning this series. Especially so, with if, if they get this offense back and on so another topic Andre. that
1: didn't get put uh we didn't get asked, but I wanted to bring up, is it time to not blame Rick Bonus so much for the offensive struggles of this team? Because I'm I was never a Rick bonus just hater. The players that cannot finish than it is Rick Bonus.
0: I think there's a little bit of both. I mean you see you know different coaches have different philosophies and DeBoer comes in here and the team instantly is scoring four or five goals every night and everyone's thinking okay yeah it was a coaching problem but now we're in a drought here and now everybody's thinking okay what's maybe a drought it was.
1: what's a drought and I go back to saying Bruce said this as well droughts are not 29 games 26 games 16 games those are not droughts
0: well those are individual droughts. Like the stars have no, been no drought. A while,
1: but... No drought is 26-29 games. Look, when I when I think of a drought for, for a good player, it's six, seven, eight games, maybe. Twenty like say twenty-nine 80. games is not a
0: drought. Yeah. You just can't score. Do you guys think that so before the break, you know, the stars had a week. Where they had three three four-o victories, and then they had a week right before the break where they lost two to three in overtime three times. And then they had that long all-star break and won twice. So I feel like those games couldn't have like deflated them, and that's what caused this. Because they came with two straight wins after the break. So I mean, what changed? Like why why are do you see anything that there's a reason that they're not scoring? Why are they not looking threatening in the offensive zone? I mean, what do you see? Because they're getting the shots, they have a lot of shots each game.
1: But how much are high quality shots? I mean, shots that you go, wow, that, that could have gone in.
0: Well, like Haskinen had a couple, Johnson had a couple yesterday. There were a lot of shots that uh, you know, uh, the fans in the stands were like, how did that not go in? There were probably three or four of those. So I mean, I just are they just not capitalizing? I don't, I don't know. I,
1: I think they've got to get younger, to be honest. I really do. I I think they have too many guys that are too. You know, they're too old. I, I think the speed of the team is too slow. Um it, it's just not fast enough. And I don't I don't think they put enough pressure on the on the, the defenseman of the other team. But, you know, this guy said uh he didn't care if it was the second night of a back to back. Performance completely unacceptable, especially the worst team in the league. And I totally agree. I think it's time for people to stop sugarcoating this. You know, you, who cares if it's it's the second night of a back-to-back at the end of the day? Especially playing, without
0: their best player.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, you're still playing Columbus. I don't care if it's the third night of a back-to-back. It, I mean, you can't lose 4-1 to one at home like that.
0: Yeah, and that's why I tweeted out yesterday after the game, uh, I really thought that the, these games against Columbus and Chicago would be a great chance for the team to reset and get back on track with a lot of off days in between these two, Uh, you know, should have been easy games. you Take these four points, and you can completely regroup. And so I think that the game on Wednesday against Chicago is huge. They have to win that game. You, ha- you have three days yeah. off, you win that game, and you try to get yourself back on track. And I'm not ready to say the season's over. I'm not one of those fans who's like, oh, we, we finally hit a little bump in the road, and the season's over. The season is not over. This has been an awesome year. They just need to reset right now, and it's got to be quick. It- they cannot go out there and lose. On- well, my uh, question is why Chicago. has it been awesome? I mean, the first two and a half months of the season, you know, you're look, you go look at the standings, and they're top four in the league. I mean, it's been a great season. They've lost like what five overtime games in the last, you know, fifteen games. So I mean, but I mean it,
1: reading through, they, they've got there's ten teams in the league, ten, a third of the league who has more wins than them.
0: See, but like again, I don't care. They're what are they sixth in the standings? I mean, that's all that matters. You find a way to get points. Obviously, the overtime but losses you, are annoying.
1: It's just. You know, and then the last comment we got here is, you know, he said if we keep losing in, in overtime where teams are, we're supposed to be, we'll be first-round exits again. I, I think we're on track for that. I really do. I, I mean, mean they're they not so showing if, me anything to be.
0: If the season ended today, they would play, what, Minnesota? I, I don't think the Stars lose to Minnesota in a seven-game series. I really don't think they lose to Minnesota there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, Oh, first round exits. Like I, I don't, I don't see that. I think that this team just needs on Wednesday, they need to come out with the chip on their shoulder. They need to have a ton of energy and win that game.
2: Yeah. And something that it's just so it's frustrating because, and I want to get y'all's opinion on this. You know, we see a team like Colorado who's been injured a lot of the year, um, you know, and they're starting to come back, and they're starting to play well. But for us, we haven't had injuries, so where is the problem? Why is it the team that was a top five offensive team now not a top five offensive team? And there's no injuries; it's the same players, it's the same core.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rope got hurt for a few games, but Sagan stepped up there, so I agree. Uh, well, and and I a think lot of it is thing... people don't
1: want to people don't want to admit this, but Robertson was off to an extremely, extremely.
0: It hot wasn't pace. sustainable. Which it it was not
1: today. sustainable, but it was putting them in games and winning them games. But course, I, I don't think he's down, the problem right now. He's not the problem. But the fact is, now that he's slowed down, you don't get secondary scoring. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. So, you know, they yeah. got three guys that I could say really score right now. You got three guys. You know, Ben's got ben twenty-two. Anson's yeah. got twenty-three, and Robo's got thirty-four. But outside of that, you're stuck at fourteen from Pavelski and Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I Sagan. think
0: Pavelski's the, the X factor here. I mean, we by now, I think a lot of Stars fans would have expected him to be in the you know, 20, mid-20s range. I think that he, in my opinion, is the biggest missing piece from last year that we had offensively. He's he's not he's not performing to Joe Pavelski standards that we've come to know as Stars fans.
1: Yeah, and then you also look at the second line center as well. They've been shuffling around. It's got Fox has been up there. Guriana's uh, been on the second line. Um, you know they they've got eight and twelve points respectively. That is not going to win you a lot of games.
0: Yeah, Fox is a fourth line center. He should. The fact that he's been, I mean, I know well, he's Gurián is but... a fourth
1: line winger at this point as well. So yeah,
0: on just... this team, he needs he needs a, a different scenery for sure.
1: So, I I saw I, a
0: tweet. I saw a tweet yesterday that said, "Uh, Winnipeg is coming." And I'm thinking to myself, I think Colorado is the team you worry about. I don't, I'm not as worried about Winnipeg taking you over as I mean, they surely they both could take you over, but Colorado is the team in my mind that is in my rearview mirror. Would you guys agree with that, or do you do you see them as equals of taking you over?
1: Well, I mean, a healthy Colorado team is 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 the best team, but they they, you know, who knows if they stay healthy losing a day right now 3-1 to one to Edmonton so Minnesota's winning 3-2 to, to to Nashville so you know the, the, we have lost four in a row so I mean all, all the teams behind us are creeping up I, I mean, all, they are
0: but uh, to my point is just like I think Colorado is really the team you're worried about taking over that first place position I, I, I think the Stars will outplay Winnipeg the rest of the way
1: yeah I would agree I mean I think at the, at, at the end of the year Colorado finishes first whether we finish second or third I guess it doesn't really matter but
0: uh, uh, just a quick question to you guys. Uh, obviously, things change, standings change all the time. Calgary's tied with uh Minnesota, so I don't, I'm not sure if Calgary will get that second spot or Minnesota. Um, but if you're, if you're as a Stars fan, um, what team would you be more worried about facing? Because if you're in the one seed, as of now, you play Minnesota or Calgary. If you drop to that two seed, you would play Edmonton, and if you drop to the three or yeah, you would play Edmonton. Uh, are you guys more worried about like Calgary or Minnesota or Edmonton or Winnipeg? Like which which first round team are you the most worried about?
1: Well, you can't play Edmonton.
0: Right. Yeah, I noticed that. So I'm so Winnipeg, Calgary, Minnesota. Like of those 3 teams, which one really scares you there? Or I guess even Seattle's in that conversation. Because we talked about first round exits, and that's why I'm that's why I'm looking at these teams, and I'm I don't, I'm not really sure who I'm worried about the first round. Maybe Edmonton, probably not Minnesota. I mean, we lost to Calgary last you year. You
1: know, I actually probably wouldn't say Edmonton because we, for the most part, have played Edmonton well. Um, I, I would say in the division, I think any of the teams in the division we'd end up playing would scare me the most.
0: So if the Stars although, play Winnipeg. Although,
1: Although you do look at the records, and we've been very, very bad against the Pacific, so who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, I know you have Hellebeck there if you play the Jets, which, you know, he could win games on his own. So um, I think well, that's why you got to win the division. We don't
1: even know what these teams are going to look like. A lot of these teams are going to go acquire people at the deadline. Colorado is going to look different at the deadline. I'd have to assume people in the Pacific, you know, Seattle may make a bold move here. Edmonton's probably going to make a move. Um St. Louis now no longer has O'Reilly or Tarasenko, who we've been watching for years, uh, compete with the Stars. As O'Reilly got moved yesterday to the uh, the Maple Leafs, but the Easter Conference at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's beating Boston,
0: unless they, unless there's an injury.
1: Yeah, I mean they continue to dominate, but regardless, the Stars got to focus on finding ways to score and and getting out of this. You know whatever you guys call it, drought.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's do our uh, uh week MVPs and week losers. Uh I'll start. Uh my week MVP I'm taking him. Wyatt Johnson. Been the been the best stars forward the uh, last couple of games. Um and my loser um it's I my loser is Joe Pavelski. He we need the man to step up right now. I mean, he's I think he's the X factor like I said. Uh you're not you're not you mentioned we're not going to get a huge boost from the trade deadline. He needs to be that boost here in the second half. Kyle, somebody else going to go?
2: Um, well, I was still thinking. Um, I guess mine would be Wyatt Johnson too. I think he could easily have three or four goals if those tap-ins go in. Um, again, he's looked really good. Uh, my loser for the week. It's both, it's both power play units. It's everybody involved in the power play units. I mean, this it's, it's got to step up. Um, You know, if you're the star, I don't know who else you can put on that line or any of the lines, actually. I don't think any of the forwards deserve power play time. But overall, just the whole – both power play units got to step up. I mean, someone's got to put something in the net and just get it going.
1: Yeah, my winner is going to be weird. I don't think y'all could ever guess who going to be, so I'll give you both a guess.
0: Uh I'll go with uh Ty Delandria.
1: No, although that is a good pick for this week, but Kyle?
2: Um Nero?
1: No, my winner for this week is Colin Miller. I actually uh both both nights I thought he made extremely good defensive plays. Um skating around the ice well, good defense, breaking up stuff, loser for the week. Oh, you pick so many. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go Joe Pavelski though. It, he's not doing anything for me. He's plays top five minutes, plays top power play minutes. All I see is him fanning shots. So that's the loser of the week for me.
0: Before we close out, I just do want to say we're talking about. You know, this has been a mopey episode. The stars are still top five in goal differential. Uh, we're we're in a big slump here. Go beat Chicago and get back on track. Do you guys have anything else you want to hit on before we end this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to watch uh, Stars play uh, top line Jason Dickinson on Wednesday.
0: Oh, yeah. of No, we saw Trevor Daly in the house last night. That was good to see.
1: Can't wait for Dickinson to probably run it to the bench or something or whatever, man. We watched him hurt himself for about five years. Seemed like he was hurt every single time he got on the ice.
0: How many goals does he have? Maybe we can trade for him or replace Marshman.
1: Considering uh, Chicago's top point getter is Max Domi at 38 points, probably win the game.
0: Yeah. He's win the game. If they lose to Chicago after losing to Columbus in five in a row, that's truly rock bottom. Like, truly rock bottom. I mean, you're gonna, I the stars we're. fans on Twitter are going to say, you know, we're going to finish eighth in the division if that happens. It's going to be
2: fired DeBoer after if we lose to them. Yeah, yeah.
0: After you know the first ten games, everyone cheered Pete DeBoer, and if they lose the call or if they lose to Chicago, you were totally right. It's going to be fire Pete DeBoer. That's going to be all we see on Twitter.
2: But this also bring up the just one kind of final question. You know, we Austin mentioned it earlier. Early in the year, when this team was scoring, it was Jason Robinson who was having an extraordinary year and it was the top line and there wasn't really any secondary scoring. So my thinking is what?
0: Well, Ben, Ben was scoring. Well,
2: Ben, yes, but in total, not many other lines were contributing. So now we're talking about changing up that first line. But if you go back to the start of the season, it was because the top line was doing so good that we were as good as we were. So does changing the top line would that really be effective if we're trying to get back to where we were does making up the top line actually make sense
0: i mean i told you when i was doing the lines i would not change it uh but i do think it makes sense because anytime you're in a slump in any sport sports are about adjustment something doesn't go right you change it if that doesn't go right you change it again But personally, I would keep that first line together. And the line I would really try to adjust is finding a winger for Ben and Johnston to get better. And I think that's Sagan.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can also take a a similar approach to what Edmonton does. They start their guys off on different lines, let them play about who knows a period. And then when they want to put them back together, they put them back together. So, you know, it doesn't even have to be permanent or doesn't have to be a whole game, but something different.
0: All right. Well, you guys have anything else?
1: Hey, that's it. Hopefully, the one off Wednesday. I'm
2: all right. Well, Should next do, week, uh, score predictions. I'm going 3-1 uh, oh, yeah, go stars.
0: Go for it. We can keep points and track all the rest of the way. See who wins. Uh, pick it, who's going to score first for the stars. Pick that too.
2: Um, I'm going three. Like I said, three one stars. I think the first. I think. I, I think it's going to be Rope at the first one.
0: All right, I'm gonna go five to one stars. This team is gonna really snap out of it. And Mason Marchment is gonna end the drought against Chicago.
1: I actually think it's gonna be a shutout on uh on Wednesday. I think Hondra gets a shutout. I think it's gonna be two to zero. And I think we're, uh probably gonna get a goal from from Robo and and then who knows, maybe an empty netter. But I, I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think we're gonna win two to zero.
0: All right, well. Um, let's win some games and hopefully the next episode will be a more positive, uh, more positive podcast.